0: welcome back to the Lancaster School District Podcast School Buzz. I'm your host, Rebecca Cooksey, and today we're talking about supporting teachers during distance learning. When schools shut down in March, our district used learning packets to support student learning. In August, we switched to distance learning. This means instruction is delivered on a live platform daily and students work with the teacher, a synchronous classroom, and in an asynchronous platform to complete work. The ed tech coaches have been integral, essential in this process of helping teachers learn their new online platforms. And so today I have three of the coaches. I have Caitlin Ming, Sarah Rowe, and Marshall Zahn here with us today. And go ahead and give just a little bit of background about each one of you, please.
1: All right, I'm Caitlin Maine and I'm very happy to be part of this team. Um, I've been in this position now. This is my, going on our third year and it's definitely been a wild ride this year, something different and new, but just as fun as exciting as always. So I'm excited to be here with you guys.
2: And I am Sarah Rowe. This is my second year in this position. So same as Caitlin said, it's um, been exciting. Uh, we have a great team and I love working with them. So just super happy
3: to be part of this team. Um, I am Marshall Zahn. This is my third year in this position and the, my 29th year in the Lancaster School District. It has been an interesting year to say the least. It's been a challenging, fun, kind of weird year.
0: And, and I know when this started, I was working with some of the teachers that were putting together packets um, to help kids support them while we were on um, off out of school. And I said, you know, this is the time that I live for. I've been living for everybody to get on Google Classroom. I've been living for everybody to learn all these technology skills. And I know for a lot of people, this is not an exciting time. This is a scary, stressful time um, of learning a whole bunch of new platforms in a whole different world. Um, So what would you say was your biggest challenge at the beginning of the year? And how did you resolve it?
1: For me, I think the biggest challenge was um, getting everybody prepped and ready in the short amount of time that we had. It was so much all at one time and getting everybody comfortable using the platforms that were essential for us to get started at the beginning of the year was kind of like mass hysteria in, in the time that we had to do it. And especially when we're trying to teach the tools that were needed for learning, but we're also teaching it on platforms that people have never used before, being on a web call or on a Zoom conference or WebEx was totally different than what any of us had experienced. So making that transition from not only having to teach others how to use it, but from us having to be able to present in a way that they were able to understand using those platforms as well was definitely a challenge. Um, To overcome it, uh, it it was a a new situation. You just kind of had to go with it and, you know, be patient with people and realize that we're all learning and we're all in this together and we need to be flexible and and patience. Patience is key in this and being able to um, take the time to in deeper with people who needed a little bit more time, you know, and a little bit more explanation and meeting those at, at the level where, where it was needed. Some of us were a little bit more ready for it. So for them, it was, you know, fine tuning and for others, it was 100% from, from the beginning. So it, it took a lot.
3: Well, I think to add to that, you know, it was the, the software was a challenge, all the new tools, but on top of that was just dealing with everybody's stress and emotions. You know, I said it was it was overwhelming for us the amount of emails, the amount of meetings, the amount of things going on all at the same time. But it was also so overwhelming for the teachers and everybody else. So recognizing that and helping them through um, all that as well was a huge challenge.
2: Yeah, I think just to piggyback off of that, it was that whole and um, how do we get everybody trained? How do we get? And everybody comfortable with all of the programs and things like that in such a short amount of time, like Caitlin said. But also when you're planning for the beginning of the school year, you still have all of the stuff to plan. What are you doing for the first days of the school? What are you doing? And then on top of that, you're thinking about, how am I learning the technology? It was a challenge just trying to get everybody comfortable with it. And then when it comes to like being resolved... I think people are starting to get more and more comfortable, but just kind of being there to support them still when they have questions um, is kind of how we're resolving that. And just making sure that the teachers know that they have, like us ourselves and everybody, we have learned so much already. So to be
0: proud of that, to kind of, you know, be stressed a little bit, like they have learned a lot. So I know yeah. that a lot of um, school districts gave out uh, like a week of PD before school started, to kind of get everybody up on the platforms. And I, that would have been wonderful. <laughs> we didn't have that, that extra time. So people kind of really had to reach out and learn things ahead of time. Uh, we had some time in the spring that some people took advantage of it and learned stuff. Some of them, I think, were hoping, we were hoping to be back in face to face instruction by that time and didn't realize that, that this was gonna be how we we're gonna live for a while. So it was, as you said, very, very stressful. I think the other thing that was kind of hard was making sure that everybody had the equipment that they needed. So if they were going to work from home, they had to come get a laptop or a document camera or another screen, you know, all the things that they need to be able to teach effectively and have all the tools that they needed besides just getting the equipment to the kids, which took us a while too. What's still an ongoing challenge and what advice do you have for teachers?
2: So, um, no, I know Marshall's
0: going <laughs> to say it's the, the connectivity, the um, internet. Yes. I don't
2: know how, don't know how that gets done.
3: Uh, I think one of the challenges that I see is the constant updates and changes as well in, in, mm-hmm. in software. I mean, you know, you're going along, you learn something, and you hop on Monday and something's changed, something's different, something, you know. And I said, teachers are, are doing a great job at adapting and, and rolling with the punches that happen, you know, not just the software changes, but as Sarah said, the connectivity, mm-hmm. um, but also a continuing challenge is also that emotional stress. Um, that people are, are continuing to deal with, you know, like, it's a continuing challenge.
2: Yeah, I think absolutely it's like um, a lot of us don't like the unknown, and when you get so used to something and you're getting comfortable with learning something, and then the next day you hop on and it's different, it's like, oh, and then that just adds to it again, and everybody kind of experiences that, and, yeah, that's been tough
1: with with getting used to it, and then it changes. <laughs> Yeah, I also think that an ongoing challenge that we're facing is the engagement with the kiddos. And I think that the teachers um, aren't giving themselves enough credit because the kids are excited about learning. And I know it's challenging and I know it's hard, but it's like, that's like the biggest stressor um, in addition to all of the actual technical things going on. The teachers are really stressed. Like, am I doing enough? Am I am I reaching the kids? And, and, and am I engaging with them enough? And I think that that's just something that you know, we have to we have to learn what that feels like and what that looks like in this new environment. So um, my advice to the teachers is to keep going and you're doing a great job and you know you are you are doing this. We are we are being successful, kids are learning and it's just it looks different and it feels different, but it's something, you know, it's a new experience and a learning it's a learning curve for all of us.
3: Along that line, the advice, you know, in talking about that, I think that teachers are unaware at how much they've done, I mean I'm so impressed every day when i when I talk to teachers just how quickly they've learned how much they've adapted things, how much they've you know I said I'm over it's just so amazing to watch what teachers have done in such a short period of time
0: and i I would agree. I got to go and visit a couple of classrooms when we were doing um leadership walks, and so impressed with teachers of just kind of rolling with the punches as you know things were not working with the internet and kids were going in and out and they're just like Just log off and try again. Totally calm. The kids were totally calm with it. I mean, there's not a whole lot we can do to fix the internet connections because we just don't have the coverage in this valley like we we should have. Um, And that's gonna take years to fix. They were just really, really good about staying calm, keeping the kids calm, and then continuing to learn. And uh, one one class I went into, they were doing math and the teacher was doing the math problem and then the kids would hold up their whiteboards on screen. I thought, what a perfect way to do engagement. And she just took the things that she was doing successfully in her classroom online, keeping the kids still engaged, and was doing such a wonderful job with those kids. I was like, yes, they're still learning. They're still doing a great job. It's not just somebody lecturing for, you know, two hours. She's just having the kids do something. I also saw on Facebook, Kelsey Woodles, little boy, was um, having lunch with his teacher and then doing like a little puppet show with his teacher. I thought, what a nice teacher to take that time to just spend a little, you know, quality time with him, make sure he was okay, and then he's having a fun time with his puppets. So I would agree that our teachers are doing a fabulous job. They've learned so much. We're still asking a lot of them, but they're really doing a great job with our kids. I, I'm totally impressed with what teachers are doing right now. So we've added a lot of new tools this year.
1: What is your favorite and why? I, I love Public and I'm so happy <laughs> that we took um, that move and are, are able to offer that now for our entire district. And I think that it is a great platform for all levels of teachers. Um, You know, we have our newer teachers being able to utilize some of the things that other teachers have already been doing. We have our more experienced teachers being able to develop really interactive lessons. Um, I think that it's been a tool that we have just, I mean, it's new this year, yes, and we're just getting started, and the power that is behind it is just going to continue to grow. So I'm really excited to see where we go with that. I love how we have the options for not only the teachers, um, but we have the collaborative uh, feature in there, too, to where we can work together as a district and come in from all levels and really start to do something all together on an interactive platform. So I'm really excited about that new tool.
0: And Caitlin, that's a tool that we can use back in the classroom, too, when we're face to face, right?
1: Yes, it's going to transfer beautifully back into the classroom. And the kids, now that they are experiencing it in an online setting, um, it is it is a really cool tool that they, it works both synchronously and asynchronously. So once we return to the classroom, um, we'll just see these lessons getting better and better. And with the support and data that it's able to provide for us, too, um, it's a really powerful teaching tool. So I'm very excited about that.
3: So well, I think uh, my personal favorite, I would say, actually, is the video conferencing tools. Mm-hmm. That we've had to, you know, we've had to use, but I, I see this. The reason I say that is just because I look at the opportunities um, that are available now with them that we, you know, when we return what well, we could continue. Like I I envision the opportunities of doing virtual SSTs. Um, my wife said, and I've heard from many teachers, they had more parents actually attend parent conferences than ever. And I think that's just because it made it more convenient for parents. Um, you know, I envision the idea of possibly doing online tutoring with with this after when we're back to -to face-to-face and just opening up kind of the world as far as enrichment classes and being able to learn from other teachers and stuff in the regular classroom. So that's been one of my personal favorites just because my brain goes with all the different things that we could use it for.
0: I think we were talking too about maybe continuing PD, that you wouldn't have to come in for professional development. You could stay in your own classroom and attend a class. I was having this conversation with the superintendent yesterday of what class would look like when we come back and maybe if you're sick, but not like, you know, throwing up, you could still attend class from home. We'd still get attendance credit for you. You wouldn't get behind, but you, you know, if you have the sniffles or whatever, you need to stay home, you could still be part of the classroom. And I think it will change a lot of what we do. Sarah, did you have something you wanted to add for a tool you liked? I am right there with them. I
2: love Nearpod. I've always loved Nearpod. Um, So that's probably my favorite. I think one tool that I really like that hasn't really been introduced um, too much this year is what ViewSonic is going to be able to do with the software that you can have on your computer, and you'll be able to snip stuff from, like, the textbook and pull it up and be able to annotate it and things like that. So that one's kind of going to be newer once all of those boards come in, which is exciting, but um, I really like the ViewSonic software. So that one's going to be kind of new also, but I really like that one.
0: Yeah, and I was thrilled to death that we got um, the board accepted, that we got, we're going to get 300 new boards, we're going get, to get them in classrooms before the end of the year, and get teachers trained on it, but you guys, I know, are offering some classes on just kind of, not the certification class, but how to use some of the basic tools, and we were kind of, you know, with the reps going through it yesterday, I'm like, I didn't realize there was a computer app for this, that I could be using this on my computer, I had just been using it on my board, I had not been using it on my computer, like, this is fabulous there's so many cool things on here that uh, you don't even need the board in your room to start using it right now but you've got the software for it so that's kind of cool because teachers have been forced to use technology to teach what changes do you anticipate when we come back to face face instruction
3: what i envision when we come back is teachers are going to realize that some of these tools and some of this capability can really change what they've done um, I envision flipped classrooms becoming more um, of a key component. Um, like I said, possibly continuing some of the virtual trainings and virtual SSTS and parent conferences, things like that. Um, but I envision the classroom adapting. You know, teachers are recording videos, doing things more than they've ever done as well. And so I envision that kind of thing continuing.
2: Yeah, I think the same, um, we're using technology so much now that I think it it's only going to be Used a lot a lot more in the classroom now. I've heard the same that people have loved parent conferences being offline. So I almost feel like that might be something in the future where parent conferences just might be because they had so much, so many parents showing up. Um, and then I think just a lot of student interaction, collaboration on the online tools like Google, Google Slides, Google Docs, because the teachers are learning a lot, but so are the students because the students don't have any other choice besides to be learning on the computer and doing things on the computer. So I think that the students are going to feel a lot more comfortable with the technology, so they'll be able to do a lot more. And I think that Nearpod will probably be used in a lot more classrooms just because it's
1: super, super powerful face-to-face also. Yeah, I definitely agree with them. And I think that Coming back to the classroom and and being in a regular setting again, I think that really what this is gonna or has done for us is kind of like they said, it's provided us more options. So now instead of just doing what you're used to and what you knew from you know prior years of teaching, you can now take things that you did before and actually pick the better tools to accomplish the goals that you might have. So like Marshall said, you know having flipped classrooms and things like that, if that fits more so that you can meet your goals and, and, you know, your standards. It can be more fulfilled using some sort of online tool. I think that we're going to be looking at more options instead of just going with what we know because now we've been exposed to such a different environment and now our eyes have kind of been open to what else is out there and we don't have to have as much of that intimidation factor because we've already experienced it in both different ways. So now it's kind of opening up more options for not only the teachers but the students as well. So I think that we're going to continue with that and it'll it'll look – It'll look um, different with the amount of technology integration that we're able to seamlessly transition back into in the classroom.
0: I would love to be able to give kids or actually teachers the ability to teach like another period after school where you could teach, let's say, Spanish to kids that wanted to take a Spanish class, but maybe weren't at Amargosa Creek. Maybe they're from all over the district and they still want to take an extra class or they want to take an art class or a, you know, a computer science class. during the day, they couldn't get in because they're taking too many other classes. If we could offer something like that for kids, if you're interested to take another course, you can, and the teacher's going to teach it like, I don't know, four o'clock in the afternoon, but online only. I think that would be a, a possibility for getting kids access to more curriculum. I, I also like Marshall's idea of the tutoring. Just, you know, hey, I'm going to be in my office from this time to this time. Drop in if you need some help. And, and when people are recording their lessons, like if they've done a, a math You know, if you're using the board and you can record the lesson, you can put that as a link in your Google Classroom so when kids are at home doing homework, they got access to the lesson again and they can watch it all over again. So I think it's going to change the way we do things. I'm hoping it changes the way we do things, um, giving kids more access 24 hours a day to the curriculum. So what's been your biggest aha moment during this time? (laughs)
2: This is a, this one's a hard one. I don't, I don't know if there's been like a exact moment. I think it's just like, like, wow, there is so much out there and so much to learn and so many cool things. Like there's just a lot when it comes to technology. There is a lot, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of little, little things within each program. And there's just a lot. And I, I think that, that, the fact that we have the ability to keep learning more, like us ed tech coaches, I know that we've learned so much. I personally learned so much. and um, I know that teachers are learning so much, but just that we still all can take more information <laughs> and learn it. And there's just so many tools out there. And I think it's great. And I, like I said at the beginning, I think that everybody should just be really proud of themselves because regardless, I know it can be stressful and I know that there can be a lot. But if you take a step back, like, the things that you've learned already is major. So, um, yeah, it's just a lot that people should be proud of themselves for what they've learned and retained and can bring back to their students and what they're doing right now. So
3: so I think that my – after after running around with my head cut off for several months, feeling like a chicken with a head cut off trying to keep up with everything, I think my – the moment for me that it helped me was – The realization of the opportunity to kind of change education. The teachers, you know, for years we've all talked about we need to change education, we need to do this, we need to do that. And right now is an opportunity for us to try things differently. And, you know, to look at this instead with negative, but as a positive of, hey, I have the opportunity to try this. I have the opportunity to experiment with different things and to try different things and see what works and what doesn't work and then come back and try these things that worked you know, and I think that that's an opportunity that people, you know, we, we sit here and we think, yeah, this is stressful, and yeah, this is tough, but at the same time, this is that opportunity for us to really try new things, and if it fails, it fails, but it's an opportunity to, hey, let's try this. Let's see what happens. I've, I've heard about this program. I'm going to give this a shot, and so I've kind of, you know, taken that view now as, hey, what's it hurt at this point? Let's try some new things. Let's Let's go with it and see what happens, and I think that's kind of the the push that I'm taking with teachers now is, hey, here's an opportunity for you.
2: And the kids are so good with it. Just like in the classroom when you messed up at something, you're like, oh, well, that wasn't a good lesson. We'll just do it again tomorrow. Like, same thing with technology. Like, oh, we lost you guys all. Well, well, then we'll do it again next time. You know, it's it's a good time to try things because they think that we get in our heads a lot more. And the kids are sitting there like, it's fine. And we do it as teachers. We've had PDs where Internet... Like, we cut out, we have to come back, and everybody's just so, like, it's okay, it's totally fine, like, it's not a big deal. And I think we have to remember that the students are like that, too, where it's okay if things like that happen. So, like Marshall said, now is the time to try try that
1: and take those risks, and it's okay. Yeah, kind of on the same note is that one of the big aha moments for me was definitely after we did our um, district-wide PDs that we provided for the whole entire staff Um, that was you know a lot and to try to wrap our heads around how we're going to service you know 700 plus teachers and making sure that we're meeting their needs and it was really intimidating going to it and not you know and having the added pressure of being all online and not knowing how that was going to go as far as internet was concerned and you know would we have enough like bandwidth to hold everybody and how are we going to do all this and i think after the day was complete and we you know challenged the challenges that were presented throughout it, it was it was so um overwhelmingly successful and i just felt so empowered like yeah we can do this yes we can model this yes we are going to be successful yeah it's going to be bumpy along the way that we're going to run into little issues here and there but we can do this and together i feel like our district has really worked really hard and come together as a team to provide that for everybody so that was a, a big accomplishment that i felt like we we had especially over here on the tech end of things when we're when we were stressing about that so that was definitely a, a highlighted moment of, of this whole virtual learning experience
0: and the like all of you said that like we're learning new things we're trying new things it doesn't always work and um uh, you know we had talks with the administrators that this is this is not a time where you're going to be going in and judging people like, oh, this didn't, you didn't do this right, you didn't do this right. It's more a time to just help people because everybody's in the same boat of learning things. And I haven't heard any administrator come back and say, oh, well, that lesson wasn't good enough. Or you know, they're so proud of their teachers learning new things. And, and they want to be supportive. They want to learn how to do the things. You know, they're in the same boat. They've never had to do WebEx or any of these things either. And so everybody's, I think, at that point of try it, learn it. If it didn't work, try something else, but let's just take this time to really kind of experiment right now and see what works and what doesn't. Um, And and working with kids. I know one of my aha moments, I was working with some teachers at Westwind and one of the teachers said, my kids are learning math faster right now than they do in the classroom. And I'm like, whoa, tell me me more about that. How do you, what, what makes you think that? And she said, well, because they're online and they don't have kids in the classroom talking, they don't have kids getting up and moving, They're just focused on me. They're learning the concepts faster. I'm like, wow. So when you come back to school, how will you change your math instruction so that they learn faster? Because you know now that they're learning it faster and better when they're concentrated on you. How can we change this so math instruction looks different in your classroom? But I thought that was an aha moment for me because I did not realize that that was going to happen.
1: I was really surprised. that, that's a really interesting thing. And like Marshall was talking about, you know, flip classrooms. There you go. You know, like you're providing them that pre-learning, letting them take in the lesson that maybe, like you said, they, maybe they would have been distracted by before. But if they can pre, pre-learn that or already get some sort of understanding before they even come to the classroom, they're going to come in at a lot more, you know, at a lot higher level than where, where they would just trying to learn it firsthand from first instruction being in the classroom with all those distractions. So that's a really cool thing to hear.
0: And it was very interesting because this is a teacher who is very experienced, been working for years, and she's like, "I did not think this was going to happen. Like, I didn't either." So that's really cool to hear. Uh, interesting. Need a vacation? <laughs> they're they're yeah. all nodding yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Vacation would be yeah. fabulous.
0: <laughs> well, just wait. The end of next month, you're gonna. I'm gonna give you an extra vacation, a week. Okay. Yeah, is that Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I have been working we're talking about bonus time. Yeah, I got really excited. No bonus time. i I have been working from March, I think my last vacation was in February. March all the way until like at the beginning of October, like I'm done. I have to take some time out. So um I know everybody's ready for a vacation at least a couple days off here pretty soon. I want to give a shout out to the city of Lancaster and Lancaster Sunrise Rotary. They're doing a bike clinic tomorrow, October 24th, and they're uh, fixing bicycles, doing tires, fixing brakes, doing a whole bunch of things for the kids of Lancaster. It's part of their see and be seen curriculum, which is teaching kids about how to be safe pedestrians and bike riders, uh, which is a good thing. We like that. Our next topic is going to be, computer science during the pandemic and see how those schools are doing. If you uh, want to find this podcast, you can find it on iHeartRadio, Sprecher, iTunes, SoundCloud, just about any place you can find a podcast. And uh, thank you, team, my fabulous team. Thank you so much for coming on today, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you.